Welcome to the Fencing Update. News, tips, and opinions on the Olympic sport of fencing. For fencers, by fencers. With Danny and Josh, we are two fencers from the Desert Fencing Academy. Together we have a combined 28 years of fencing experience. Alright, welcome to this newest installment of the Fencing Update. You know, this particular fencing update, we'd really like to focus on some of the candidates that are applying for new positions within the USFA leadership. So, so far we've actually got a couple of candidates that actually look very promising. Yeah, I think that the the main one that we're looking at is Soren Thompson. I mean, he's an elite fencer. I mean, not many people can state they're an elite fencer. I, I think for the simple fact that he has the criteria of being a experienced fencer. Somebody who has put their time in on the strip and somebody who is actually familiar with the rules and how they actually play out in in actual fencing scenario. Oh yeah, definitely. And, you know, he's going to have um, the perspective of the fencer. And, and and not, I, I'm sure he, he's gone through all levels of fencing. I mean, from the divisional to sectional to uh, national, international, he's going to know the circumstances that, that you know, all fencers deal with, uh, which I think is going to be important. Well, I think if you look at all the candidates for the new USFA membership positions across the boards, whether it's, you know, Tracy Hurley, whether it's August um, Skopornik, whether it's Bruno Cousins, <laughs> or... Um, uh, Cheryl Pestutnik, and I think you meant to say August Skopik. Exactly, exactly. I mean, if you look at their qualifications across the board, the most, the, well, the thing that strikes me as the most important is the fact that they've all, all five of them have fencing experience. Whether it's on, actually, all of them actually have on strip experience. All of them have, you know, at least well, for the certain. At least fencing. Well, a lot of them have fencing being a coaching position, and I, a few of them actually have directing experience as well. So now, when you're looking at those particular candidates that have experience in all three venues, whether it's coaching, on strip experience, and you know, directing coach, exactly, yeah, you're going to have a very all about, very overall good scope of what it's going to take to make changes within USFA. Rules that are going to help out the sport and actually push the sport forward as being more public friendly. Well, and, and, and being more friendly for recruiting. And I think uh, a really important thing, and, and the people that have fencing experience are going to understand that you know to, to recruit new fencers... Um, it, it takes getting a voice out into the local community, and which is where kinda, it starts. I, I agree. I agree that is the grassroots is where it is basically where it starts. And what I think is kind of interesting is some of the points that each one of these five candidates for this fencing change group, I guess if there is, I think is what they're calling themselves, or the yeah, exactly. Fencers for Change. Fencers for Change is it, that they're calling themselves. I think they make really some good points as to what they want to do. Some of them are a little vague, but I think for the most part, the points they bring up are really predicated on moving the sport forward and making some very insightful changes to the sport of fencing themselves. Yeah, I, I now on their flyer that they put out for uh, in in the uh, ballot that they sent out. 
Um, you know, some of the things that they talk about are, are pretty vague, and I, and you know, possibly I'm not say fully educated in all everything they do, but I wish at least on on this the, the top five priorities that they listed that they, they would be a little more specific because some of these things are, are pretty vague and, and I'm not exactly sure what well, they mean. For specifically the listening audience, let's go ahead and actually at this point disclaim what their five major points are so that way we can actually get into a little bit more of the crux of I think what they're initially getting at here. All right, the, the first one is financial controls and the description that follows is implementation of tighter financial control systems to establish financial oversight as well as accountability and transparency of all organizational processes. Before we get into the, each one of the topics individually, let's, let's go ahead and just state all five major points. And I think we'll see um, a major overlining, or rather a major underlining viewpoint behind all five points. Okay, so the second one the topic is more quality bouts. Third is use of technology. Fourth is organization restructuring. And fifth is collaboration and cooperation. Now, to me, when you're talking about all, when you're looking at the direction of where all five of these points are going, is you're really looking at progressing the sport as a whole, not just simply as, I think, the, where the sport is viewed right now is on a casual basis. It's it's very much not a professional sport. It's very much done as... Well, it's amateur. Exactly. And that's specifically what the USFA is designed to accommodate, is it, it's a large body of amateur fencers. Now, I think what your five candidates in this particular ballot are looking at doing is looking at evolving the sport into making it more of a user-friendly and membership-owned type of sport. And specifically what I'm looking at is when you're talking about making the sport more financially accessible, I'm hoping by what these specific people are talking about isn't necessarily accountability on the individual basis as to where each dollar and cent is going to for the division and for sectional on a sectional basis, but rather how to better invest what sectionals and divisions are getting from their members. Now that makes sense to me. I mean, if they can show that the money um, that they spend is going towards promoting fencing and, you know, of course making it uh, better organized and more efficient. I think we can all get behind that. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about, say, for example, the ease of registration for events maybe online and not having to actually wait to the day you get to an event to actually register or pay or show any proof of payment, for example. I mean, especially in our division at this point, uh, we at the San Bernardino Division are really starting to utilize a specific payment group called Aspred. Now... Asfred really helps us as fencers not to worry about the payment aspect. It really helps us just get that done and out of the way and really start to focus on the performance of what we're going to do at the particular tournament. Now, if that's something that these candidates for the USFA are looking at implementing on a nationwide basis, I think that's only to the benefit of all of us fencers. If that's just something we can get done and out of the way before we even can get to a tournament... 
so much the better that we can focus on the task at hand you know just getting the job done that we need to do just fencing to the best of our ability and well it makes check-in faster I mean you go in you just sell them your name and then you're done exactly it, uh, that's kind of the point I'm getting to it's one less thing that you have to worry about um, which kind of thing I think leads into one of the other topics which is I'm not quite sure how you ensure um, more quality of bouts but I, I think if the ease of the transition from payment is just alleviated from the fencer altogether that means that they can more focus on you know the task at hand and maybe what it is that they have to do at that tournament yeah and you know that's one of the things I, I when they talk about more quality bouts I'm not exactly sure what they mean by that I mean to me a m more quality bouts would mean that they're gonna go professional and if they had a professional tournament that was going on that would be more quality bouts and then of course professional means you got money behind it and the thing is, you know what I really think is important here is that when you're talking about the integration of technology with our current sport is there something that we can really utilize here as individual fencers and as a USFA is if you make something exactly specific to the members and maybe have as we were discussing earlier maybe um, a specific intranet. Uh, um, when you go to the USFA site, it's very specific to the sport of fencing, obviously, because that's what it's there for. But if you were to have something specific to you as a member, say, for example, if you were to develop an intranet that were to allow you to track the course of your career as a fencer and the course of any specific club in an area, how it develops, what their specialties are. Yeah. I think that is something that it would be a great use of technology as, you know, well, just something promoting the sport. I mean, and and showing, um, you know, how clubs are doing. I mean, if if you reward clubs that are that uh, that perform well and that produce quality fencers by, you know, showing their quality through the USFA intranet to other clubs that can view your performance, I think that would develop, you, you could develop a healthy uh, sense of competition between clubs no matter what division or section that you're in. Well, I think you bring up a good point, and the fact is, as a fencer, say for example, I'm a fencer and I'm fencing at a high school level, and I'm eventually looking at going to a college or looking at fencing collegially in a specific area or simply just moving to another area as a non-collegiate fencer, I can actually see what a specific club specializes in. I can see what a division is more solid in, and I can maybe find a, a club or a saw that is more catered to my fencing needs. And I think it's really going to just help the USFA as a whole if you're looking to more boost your skills as an individual fencer. It's going to help. I mean, right? I mean, you're you're talking about, you know, if I'm an epee fencer and I want to find a really elite epee fencing club, I can find one if it's got it categorized on my intranet, saying these are the clubs that are rated, you know, at this level or at that level in this uh, weapon. Because you're actually tracked. Because as a overall organization, the USFA is now tracking, monitoring and posting up these specific events and results from them 
over this mass internet. You can actually track clubs, your own skills, and I, I just think this is a tool that can greatly help our sport in general. Yeah, and I think it'd be, I mean, the technology is there where the USFA could develop a system where, you know, individual fencers could track their stats from each tournament. Which is kind of, I think, one of the points that all these candidates are bringing up, especially in reference to organization and reconstruction. I mean, because as an individual amateur organization, the USFA really does a pretty good job, but how are you looking at expanding this to support fencers, or maybe looking at doing this not just as a recreational activity, but as something... You know, actually trying to perform in this sport as a breakthrough sport, not just, you know, as a recreational pastime, looking right. at actually earning a living and getting corporate sponsorship and evolving fencing to that next level of corporate sponsorship and supporting its individual members. Exactly. And I think the, the way that the USFA could sell this thing is that, you know, they they propose it to certain brands that say, look... We're an elite sport. You're an elite brand. It would really benefit you to associate yourself with United States fencing. Well, I don't even know if necessarily making it uh, its associations as an elite sport is really to its best interest. I can see how that would help get its image out into other venues. But I think just the, the simple fact that making fencing available... To as many avenues as possible, whether it's you know the gaming industry, whether it's corporate sponsorship, whether it's movies, whether it's TV commercials, whatever venue you want to put fencing in the limelight, I think however you get it out to the public's viewpoint for consumption is the important point here. And I think that kind of leads into a little bit of the collaboration and cooperation aspect that a lot of these candidates are focusing on as well. Because if you can basically get the USFA to operate as a whole and to get them operating on one single page and get them operating with their entire membership basis in a single direction, you really are able to help promote the sport itself in a whole different fashion than it's ever been done before. But I mean, if you've got the USFA providing support to the sections, divisions, and clubs in a way that helps them um, get sponsorship on a local basis. I mean, that would just help, uh, you know, collect the pool of talent in new fencers and existing fencers um, into a professional environment. I guess what I would really like to see is anybody who is proponing um, the opportunity to take a position in the USFA is looking at making the sport more more appealing to the population as a whole. I mean, there are certain things that we're going to have to do as fencers to try and break that wall in the image that we currently have as being an elite sport and making it more accessible to everybody. I mean, there are certain, you know, everybody grows up with certain fascinations with fencing because of certain movies you've ever, you know, you've seen or been experienced to. I mean, as a certain certain generations have always been exposed to, like, say, for example, Star Wars or a Zorro movie or any kind of action flick where there's a lot of any kind of swordplay. Swordplay in it. I think you have a certain fascination that is gets you hooked into fencing, and I think fencing really needs to play upon that and kind of 
make itself more accessible to the public eye as a whole. Maybe, you know, allowing a little bit of more personalization to the sport. Not necessarily having just, you know, um, a specific homogenized uniform. Allowing a little bit of customization to, say, for example, masks or just the look of the sport altogether right. or how it's presented. The color of your jacket and your knickers and socks, shoes, whatever. I mean, it's like, you look at golf, everybody's wearing different colors. Well, you know, not necessarily looking at just the look of the sport, but when you're talking about some of the rules that are, at this point, theoretically proponed for the next evolution of the sport... Like, I don't necessarily think that adding targets for specifically foil, you know, adding a half jacket, adding a bib, is something that's going to really push the sport forward. I think something more in the lines of making off targets, for example, um, not stop the action, is something that's going to push the sport forward and make it more user-friendly, not provide that block to action. Yeah, it's like a technical difficulty when you've got off-target stopping action. Exactly. You're going to add the flow that people want to see that people aren't necessarily going to have. You're not going to have to explain as much right of way, for example, in foil or saber. You're going to get that natural flow of action. You're going to get a continuation until you get a point. Yeah. Which is going to add more of um, a satisfaction to the visu- to you know to the casual viewer. Yeah. I, I think when, what they the only thing they should really adjust and experiment with is the timing of the lights. But, but well, these are the things that I'm looking for in a candidate. These are the things that I want a candidate to focus on and push forward, and you know, try and involve the sport. You know, evolve the sport, not necessarily just thinking. I, I want to see a candidate think progressively about the sport, and you know, taking our amateur sport to the next level and actually making it professional yeah. and, and giving some validity to. The competition and what we do. Exactly. Now, so, what is the influence of the FIE on the USFA? Why is it that the US, the, the, the FIE in Europe, they have professional fencing? Well, the thing is, I think at this point, we can take the FIE as a model. We can take some of the things that the FIE is currently using and see how it adapts to a current American market. And we can push forward from that point and maybe try and evolve the sport from a more commercial standpoint and see how we can get certain things to flow. And maybe if we can implement those things in the USFA, we can get the FIE to change some of its views on the sport as a whole. Yeah. So do you think that the USFA has the guts to make changes without the blessing of the FIE? I think the USFA has a kind of responsibility as maybe a little bit of a maverick-type um, school of fencing, if you will, mm-hmm. to try and develop the sport and push the sports, uh, you know, envelope. Because essentially, U- U.S. fencing is basically an amalgamation of a lot of different styles. Yeah. And I think that it is up to us to push the envelope and the development of the sport, and not necessarily just sit back and let other governing organizations define how we fence the sport. Here in the United States, maybe it will be the way we fence the sport here in the United States that influences the development of the sport as a whole. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, so, as a fencer, we'd be interested in your opinion 
Um, and on the whole, um, of course, sport of fencing and the future of it. But if you have any opinions on um, this, uh, the U.S. Fencers for Change candidates, we'd like to hear about it. I'm sure the candidates would love to hear about it too. But um, let us know what you think, and uh, I'm sure the candidates will hear about it. Exactly. What do you want to see in your candidates? What do you want the candidates for the USFA to embody for you? Give us your opinions. Give us your thoughts. Yeah, we'd be glad to hear about it. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.